Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks, and you're listening to my main man, Ross Volkmer. He may be a Husker, but he also knows how to rock chalk. And you're listening to the Morning Blitz right here on 1025 You Rock. Mountain Time, 841 of the Central Time Zone, our final day of August, 2023. Tonight, the college football season gets underway for more area teams, or I should say at least for one. Uh, Nebraska plays tonight, Kansas on Friday, and then Saturday, of course, you've got Kansas State, Colorado will be all kicking off on Saturday as well, but Nebraska gets the ball rolling tonight. There's another big, there's other games tonight as well. Uh, we'll get to those after this interview, but uh, uh, but Nebraska, Minnesota, big one. Florida, Utah, the other big one tonight in the college football realm. Uh, I had a chance to visit with Michael Brunts earlier this week uh, as he is now in Minnesota getting ready to cover the game tonight, but uh, I was able to catch up with him a couple days ago and talk about this first game for Nebraska football of the Matt Rule era. Michael, the summer is finally over. Talking season, finally over. It's time we can actually play some football and talk about some games how excited are you to have the first few football games of the season on tap here? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's felt like ages uh, since the last one, and and frankly, even longer than that since the last meaningful one uh, with the way that last year played out. So, yeah, excited to see what this is going to look like finally um, after talking about it for the last year. We're finally at that point where we get to see Matt Rule lead this football team and see a game. But... From the point that Matt Rule stepped behind that podium at his opening press conference to right now, you know, set to lead Nebraska onto the field at Huntington Bank Stadium in Minnesota, has there been any missteps by Matt Rule that you can encounter or remember? Because I feel like this guy has aced every test of the offseason. Yeah, I don't, nothing comes to mind. I mean, they've had to deal with, you know, some off the field stuff that, that's kind of out of his control. But I think even that, you know, like with the Bob Wager situation, um, you know, it was, you know, pretty swiftly dealt with and they had a replacement already on staff that frankly had more experience and uh, at the college level and they just kind of kept moving on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, as much as, you know, somebody can, I think he's hit all the right notes um, in, in terms of just how much he's kind of embraced Nebraska and, you know, that frankly kind of gone through a pretty Herculean task of, of reshaping this roster and kind of starting to get it to where he wants it. So uh, he's won the offseason uh, and, and we'll see if that I guess we'll see how much uh, how much of a honeymoon that buys you once games start. And also if you can kind of carry those uh, those wins into the season as well. But you know what I mean? Like he just, it seems like everything he's been asked to do, whether it's, you know, keeping up with tradition, starting his own tradition, being out in the public eye and and being around fans and people and not being standoffish. It just feels like he's done everything right to this point in time. Yeah. No, he has. He gets it. Um, You know, I think he understands, um, you know, what a place like Nebraska is about. I mean, he, he, you know, played at Penn State. He understands what, a fishbowl can be um, for, for a college football program. I think he has a good understanding of what, you know, Nebraskans kind of expect, uh, whether fairly or unfairly from their, their head coach. And, you know, I, I think the thing that's been most impressive and, and, you know, the reason why I think he was a good fit on paper for Nebraska is, 
you know, he's he's taken over worse situations than, than what he's got at Nebraska. I mean, he, he won at Temple. He won at Baylor. Um, you know, Temple's obviously a very hard place to win at. Uh, Baylor coming off of their scandal there. Um, you know, he had to kind of rebuild things. And um, so, you know, he, he's an experienced head coach, even though he's really not that old. And, you know, even the, you know, not things not working out in Carolina. I mean, I, I think he's kind of taken – taking the lessons from that. And I think it all, he's also kind of appreciated being at a place like Nebraska, uh, having gone through the experiences he did in the NFL. We're visiting with Michael Bruns, Huskers 24-7 Sports, Nebraska getting set to take on Minnesota on Thursday to kick off their 2023 season. The depth chart came out a few days ago. Was there anything that stood out to you that was completely out of left field or did it look about like you thought it might? Uh, yeah, there really weren't too many surprises. I mean, I think maybe the way things shook out in the secondary at that safety spot was, was, you know, maybe a little surprising, but part of that was, you know, Deshaun Singleton really kind of came on this fall. I mean, that, that's who I'm speaking of. This is a guy that, you know, was really kind of on the milk carton, uh, with the last staff. And, uh, you know, I, I think this, the staff saw in him a, a kid that tests well. Um, you know, he put on some good weight in, in the off season and you know, made himself into a not only a starter but a black shirt and a you know a single digit guy too, which is a big deal now in Nebraska. So uh, that that was a you know I, I think a, a a guy that rose pretty quickly at the depth chart uh, in the last month or so. Um, beyond that, I mean, I, I don't think there were too many surprises. I, I don't think the staff has been particularly um, you know, close to the vest with what they think about guys or who's kind of coming along. Um, you know, the, maybe the one thing on offense that, you know, possibly stood out was just, uh, you know, you didn't have a freshman wide receiver on there. And I think that they're going to have some of those guys play um, in a rotation. I think they're going to play more than six that they have listed. But, um, you know, the, the, that group, I think, had a lot of focus from the coaching staff during fall camp that you needed somebody there to emerge and you know, you, you don't have like a Stanley Morgan type situation where a guy comes out of nowhere and, you know, is in the starting rotation. But I, I do think you're going to see a guy like Jalen Lloyd, uh, maybe a Malachi Coleman earlier in the season. Um, and, and even Jaden Doss, I think was, um, you know, kind of on the, the track to play a little bit too. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that depth chart at that spot is, set in stone by any means. I, I think you can see it kind of switch a little bit as the season goes along. Okay, I want to start on the offensive side of the ball. Matt Rule has talked about how he wants to have a very good running game, and he also wants to limit the turnovers. I feel like those are two very big things in his offensive style. Of those two things, which one do you think they'll be more successful of here early part in the season? Um, I, I, I mean, I... I I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to turn it over a ton, surprisingly. I mean, I, I think, you know, that as much as in the past that Jeff Sims has had issues with interceptions, I, you know, I know that he's had a strong fall camp in terms of taking care of the ball and, um, you know, not putting it in bad spots. Um, you know, I, I, I think the running game is, is going to be a bit of a work in progress. I think they're going to be, as Matt Rule said, a little bit, um, you know, bullheaded about it. Um, and, and making sure that that gets going uh, at the start of the season. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're, they're going to be a team that values. I mean, a, a great example of this is, you know, Anthony Grant's probably the best running back on the team. 
um, all around. And, you know, he, he's third on the depth chart right now because he had some fumbling issues late in camp. I mean, they're, they're not going to tolerate it. They're not going to keep cut, putting guys out there to turn the ball over. Um, you know, I think they know as a staff that there's going to be a lot of games this year that they're going to have to, you know, win the turnover battle, win a single score game. And, you know, that, that that's going to be a huge emphasis for them. And, and it has been since they got here. Michael Brunsar's guest from Huskers 24-7 Sports. Defensively, it sounds like as if, you know, Nebraska really wants to wreak havoc. Um, you know, that means disruptive plays, sacks, uh, interceptions. Do you think they're able to do that at a consistent enough rate like they want to uh, here this coming season? That's a good question. I, I The thing that I'm not 100% on right now, I mean, I think the pass rush, they can scheme some things up. Um, I, I don't think that as of right now that they have a, you know, a guy that's going to be like a eight to 10 sack guy this season. Like they, they don't have a Randy Gregory on this roster right now. And that's part of, you know, being able to kind of create those havoc plays is getting after the quarterback. Uh, like I said, I mean, I think, I think the way that this defense is set up and I, I think the way that, you know, the fact that it's going to be a bit of a change up every week for teams uh, because there's just not a lot of three, three, five played in the big 10. I think that that's going to help Nebraska. I think the fact that you also have an extremely veteran secondary probably helps you too. Um, you know, Quentin Newsom, they believe is an NFL type guy. Um, you know, you've got veteran safeties. I think Isaac Gifford's had about as good of a fall camp as anybody on that roster. So, you, you have guys in the right spots to where, you know, you, you can maybe make some plays there. But I, I do think, you know, one advantage that this team is going to have, especially early in the season, is I think they're going to be able to give some teams some looks that they weren't expecting. And, and that's the strength of the three three five, And, you know, also, you know, a little bit of a, a flex of Nebraska's defensive depth. I mean, they, they do have a lot of guys that they're going to play uh, this season and rotate guys in and out. So, um, you know, when you consider that most of the single-digit guys uh, or single-digit uniform guys are on the defensive side of the ball, I think that speaks to the, the talent and, and maybe the, the depth that they have coming back, too. And what else does it say about the defense that of all the single-digit guys, what, they had seven of the ten, I think that what it was, or eight of the ten? What does it say about that? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, there, there's guys that – on that side of the ball, they've played a lot of football at Nebraska. Um, you know, I, I think there's also been pretty good buy-in on that side of the ball as well. Um, you know, I, you, you've got guys like, you know, Gifford's become a real big leader. Uh, you know, Nick Henrik has, has always been that um, as, as well. Ty Robinson is kind of the uh, in-your-face type leader, I think, on the whole roster. So, um, you know, they, they've got – They've got veterans and they've got depth at, at you know pretty much all three levels. So it, it seems like that would suggest that the defense should be able to hit the ground running fairly quickly. And that if, you know, let's say they give up a big play, you would hope that, that those two facts, the, the, the experience and, um, you know, the, 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 the type of talent that they have would be able to overcome those types of plays and kind of just keep playing football. So, uh, that that's what we'll find out, I guess, uh, against Minnesota and Colorado, how they handle those things. But uh, on paper, as they enter the season, I think that defense should feel like they're in a pretty good spot. And don't, wouldn't you agree that the defense should experience more success, at least early on this season, maybe the offense would? Yeah, I, I would think so. 
I mean, I, I think, you know, it's tough in fall camp because, you know, you've got a defense going against an offense and by week three, uh, you know, the, the play action fakes don't work as, as well. Uh, guys aren't biting on stuff. They kind of know what to expect, but, you know, by all accounts, I think the defense had a really strong, uh, fall. You know, I, I think they've, they've bought into what Tony White's doing. I think Tony White's a really kind of smart defensive coordinator. I mean, I, I think he's a, an arrow up type guy, um, in, in terms of his coaching career. And, you know, it, it's, like I said, a bit of a change up. They're going to be running a little bit of a unique system have a little bit of the element of surprise on, on most teams. Uh, you know, to me, the biggest question mark on that side of the ball is, is do you have the the guys up front to, you know, kind of bang in the big 10? It's a man's league. Um, you got to be able to stop the run. And, you know, the, the, the question for me is not, you know, the first three guys on the depth chart across the line. It's, it's our guys, you know, five, six, and seven able to, to hold up there into the bargain too. Michael Bruns, Husker 24-7 Sports, continue to be our guest here talking Nebraska football as they get set to open the season on Thursday against Minnesota. The first two games, I mean, it's it's going to be so great, at least from a fan's perspective, maybe from the coach's perspective, but you get Minnesota, a really physical ground-and-pound team, and I feel like a Colorado team that's going to be a little bit more throw it around the yard with Shadur standards. You're going to get a really good feel about what this team could be just based upon the first two games because they're going to see lots of different things. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. You know, you'd probably like a little bit of a warm up um, against a group of five <laughs> yeah, schools or something like nice. that. But, but I mean, Minnesota is going to be a really good test for this team right out of the gates because, you know, Minnesota, you got an established head coach. You have a very established system in the way that they do things. They, you know, they're, they're kind of every cliche about the Big Ten, right? They run the ball. They don't make mistakes. They know who they are. I mean, whatever, whatever other cliche you want to use, but that's what they do. And every one of those things is what Nebraska has not been for, you know, going on almost a decade now. So you're going to get a pretty good measuring stick game to figure out where Nebraska is in week one, um, you know, with, with, you know, coming out of fall camp and, and how things are going. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm eager to see how the line plays uh, on both sides of the ball for Nebraska. And, and Minnesota is going to give you a pretty good test in both of those areas. Um, and, and it's going to be, I would expect a, a one-score game, a really close game. I don't think Minnesota is the type of team that's going to really blow you out unless you help them out significantly. So um, it, it's going to be a, a big-time test for Nebraska right out of the gates. It's tough in week one, but at the same time, I, you're going to learn a lot about this team, I think. And, and the team's going to learn a lot about itself, too, uh, in a game like this. A couple more, and then we'll let you go. Once again, I always like to ask, because we're right here knocking on the door of the season beginning, what do you think this team ends up being? Right now, I'd sit and say around 6-6. Six and six. What number are you looking at for over under end-of-season record? Yeah, it, it's a, it feels like a 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five team. Um, you know, I, I think I would be pretty hard-pressed with a 6-and-a-half uh, win total. Um, you know, I, I, I don't feel like the floor and the ceiling are too far apart for this team, but you know, you dig into the schedule and, you know, you, you do have Michigan at home. You've got Wisconsin and Iowa in the season, but there's, there's a lot of games that Nebraska should be in um, for four quarters uh, in between those. And I, it just feels like, you know, the, the bowl game is, is, is the goal. That's where you need to, to kind of set your sights. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to need some, some luck with health, but, you know, I, I think it should be a team that, you know, 
should be playing in a bowl game in the end of the season. And I, I would probably go six and six right now. And we'll let you go on your thoughts on the Minnesota game. Are they able to get off on the right foot or are they going to stumble out of the gate? Your thoughts on Minnesota? Yeah, I, it's a, it's a tough team to play right out of the gates. Like I said, um, I think, I think on our side, I predicted like a three point Minnesota win, like a 20, 25, 22, something weird like that. Um, you know, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, when you have a team that's so just entrenched in what they do, I, th- I think it's you at uh, early in seasons, but it, it's a it's a total coin flip game for me. And I think the fact that it's on the road probably gives Minnesota a bit of an advantage there. So I'll go a I go a very narrow Minnesota win to open the season. I, I think Nebraska splits Minnesota and Colorado, though. Yeah, that sounds about how I would think, too. Michael Bruns, Huskers 24-7 Sports. Michael, as always, thank you so much for the time. Uh, safe travels to Minneapolis, and we'll catch up soon. Sounds good, Ross. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. A three-run walk-off home run. A game-winning walk-off with a walk-off. His second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I agree with Michael Brunts wholeheartedly. I believe that uh, Nebraska will probably go 6-6 six and six, uh, this year. Uh, it could change if they win tonight against Minnesota, uh, but I'm not predicting that at this point in time. I think Nebraska probably ends up losing. I'm going to say 23-21, the final score. I think it's going to be a close game, low-scoring game like everybody thinks. 23-21, the final score. Nebraska loses but does cover the spread. Another big game tonight, Florida at Utah. A lot of... Uh, a lot of, I think, I don't want to say, a lot of revenge in the mind of the Utah Utes tonight, I think. Utah right now, a four-and-a-half point favorite. I think they cover. Even without Cam Rising, their starting quarterback, as he is out with injury, I still think Utah, the crowd behind him, their house, give me Utah to win uh, and cover against the Gators, who are kind of in a rebuilding mode. No Anthony Richardson, who was a big part of their team last year. Give me Utah to cover. Fun night at College Football Head. Look forward to watching it and recapping again tomorrow. We'll also have a very busy day tomorrow talking high school football as it'll be the return of Connor Nickel. He'll be joining us on tomorrow's program. Everyone have yourself a great rest of your Thursday. Good luck to our area athletes as they begin in golf, cross country, tennis, volleyball. Good luck to all our area athletes. We're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. Hope to talk to you then. It's been the Morning Blitz. See you.